Welcome, everyone, to Callahan Hall. This is a cool thing, Brennan, a special episode of Inside CHSL as we get ready for the Boys Basketball Championships here. I think we talked about it maybe five episodes or, or so ago. It was always a cool feeling when we were in high school, you know, kind of stepping into this building, being able to cover our respective teams and just the Catholic League overall as well. But stepping into the big environment, and this is a big deal for, for these guys who maybe haven't played at a college venue or realize the magnitude of what right. this is here today. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, Jeremy, great to be here at the Catholic League Championships at Callahan Hall. And, you know, hey, you got a better memory than me talking about five <laughs> episodes ago. But that was a guess. You're right. The, the <laughs> thing is, I can remember having cousins and stuff that I'd come down here and watch them play in the Catholic League final or if they came down to get an award, whether they were all league or all academic, all Catholic, whatever. And I was actually, as I pulled into the parking lot today, and you're kind of in that far part of the parking lot. And you see Callahan in a slight distance and you're going, wow, this is cool. You're at a special venue. And, and it was significant. It meant something, right? So that was always really exciting. So there's a little nostalgia as you pull in there and you park today and then you, know, you walk inside, you see both teams arrive. They're both focused. They're ready to go. They're excited for the moment, but you know they're going to be prepared. And it's just, it's a great venue. It's a great setting. And it's overall just a great day for the Catholic League and our student athletes. Quick shout out to my Titans as well today. Their final game of the regular seasons versus IUPUI, the men on the road, the women here at home, but Antoine Davis, 43 points uh, down in Indianapolis here today, so a nice performance by him. Want to remind you to, to subscribe to our podcast. This doesn't happen without you. Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. You can search us on Twitter at Inside CHSL as well, Inside underscore CHSL on our new Facebook account as well, Inside CHSL. We got that nice tidbit about Spotify. You weren't listening to our last episode as well. You can kind of jump to the, the play marks, which might be a big thing in today's episode with all the interviews we got going on all the talk about uh, the championships here today but uh, real quick I mean we're going to talk and break these games down we're going to break it down with some coaches and some former student athletes and even official here today but off the rip what are you expecting here today I'm expecting two really good basketball games and the first one you've got Riverview Gabriel Richard playing Cardinal Mooney of course Riverview Gabriel Richard's not lost in the Catholic League this year but you know Cardinal Mooney's going to be prepared and after seeing a team a couple times through the regular season they're going to have a game plan in place we'll get more into the details of the game later then you talk about the seven o'clock as Orchard Lake St. Mary's and UD Jesuit play. Orchard Lake the favorite, but UD Jesuit down here for, what, the ninth time in 10 years? Mm -hmm. And I think you're trying to make it eight straight Catholic League titles or nine straight Catholic League titles. I mean, you don't get here that many times within a decade by accident. So we're going to have a couple of great games, a couple of traditional matchups, and uh, we'll, we'll have some more details about that as the podcast goes on here. Well, we want to jump into our first guest because we have four of them here today. That's three times the fun of what we normally have. So that, that's good stuff. Mike Dempsey is our first guest here today. He's a Hall of Fame official in the Catholic High School League. Mike, so glad you could join us here today. Thanks for having me. It's been, uh, you guys are talking about the uh, Callahan Hall and the great events. But one of the things, I don't know, you guys both might be too young to remember this, but this is the original big house. Yeah. Okay, I mean, the memorial building before it was Callahan Hall was the big house. And then Michigan stole it from UAD. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, back in the 60s and 70s, sure. uh, before the big house was packed, that this was the big house. And it was because the Catholic League gyms back in the day were really small. Yeah. And the guys that were trying to get here were saying, we're going to the big house. We're going to the big house. But that was, uh, that was cool. If you look up the history, it's there. 
Well, you played uh, basketball and baseball at Detroit St. Cyril, and for those uh, who don't know, where was that located? Right around Harper and Van Dyke. We okay. were just off, just off of Van Dyke, right between Harper and Six Mile. And you were close to making it here to, you know, the, the Catholic League championships in 67. All Saints was kind of the dominant team at that time, though, right? Yeah, they were the perennial power. They, uh, in 67, they went 27-1 and and lost in the state final. And then in 68, they went 28-0 and won it. So in two years, they were 55-1. and and uh, they were a great, great program. Well, we kind of want to talk about officiating with you. We, we want to talk about maybe some games you've officiated in the Catholic High School League and some athletes and performances that kind of stick out. But diving into the officiating end, because high school sports is in an interesting venture right now. You know, officiating in general is interesting because everybody's screaming at you. I mean, you still do it on the football side and you do some stuff up in the press box and the NFL side as well. But what is the state of high school officiating right now, and, and where is it trending, I guess? Well, you know, I was just talking to Vic Michaels earlier, and uh, we were trying to figure out, uh, like we spoke the other day, the retention rate of the people that register. How many are we keeping in the game? And, and I think it's probably much smaller than it's ever been. And I think that is because guys are getting, because of the shortages, guys are getting in situations that they're not ready for, and they're just saying, this ain't worth it, you know, especially in the uh, more of the unsupervised situations, let's say. Sure. Not, not so much intercollegiate or interscholastic uh, athletics, but more in the uh, recreational AAU environments sure. where they're less supervised, less controlled, and there's a lot more uh, incidents. And guys are just walking away at a young age, you know. What can we do to fix that or, or at least remedy at least some of it? You can probably never fix something like that, but diving into it, and, and I'm sure as you step away from some officiating, you still do some, but yeah. you have a different lens maybe of what I, others see. I do, and, and uh, I don't know if there's one answer, but uh, there has to be more training. There has to be more mentorship. Uh, guys like myself have to try and stay involved and help guys along. Um, but uh, too many young guys are getting out there and getting eaten up in situations and um, just, just getting out of it too young. Chen here with Mike Dempsey, legendary Hall of Fame official here in the Catholic High School League. He also does some stuff with the NFL. Dive into that uh, for a second with us and maybe how that's different than what you did you know, on the floor and, and on the field at times. Well, in the NFL, I'm the timer uh, for the Lions, and then in the, uh, in the playoffs, we travel. Okay. So that's uh, pretty exciting. Uh, Have you ever get yelled at for that? Uh, actually, Joe, Th <laughs> Joe Theismann killed me one night on national television. Uh, there was a game at uh, the old Silver Dome, and it was uh, Brett Favre, and there was an onside kick, and uh, the clock doesn't start until the receiving team touched the ball. So uh, Green Bay had touched it a couple of times, but the clock never started, and it shouldn't have started. And... Uh, uh, Theismann's on national television saying they should fire this guy and this is horrible and it was uh, it was really crazy but and then but Kurt Sylvester the old uh, Lions writer uh, gave me a little shout out and said I was right so it was kind of <laughs> kind of good that's good stuff I want to dive into the Catholic League basketball and obviously what you've seen and even on a state level is why I talked to you on the phone yesterday and you talked about the uh, 1982 matchup between Southfield and Flint Central, just a, a dynamic game in Jenison. The, for those of you who don't know, that's where the, the Michigan High School Athletic Association State playoffs were played before 
Breslin was built, and Jenison's still in use for volleyball and some of some of the other secondary sports, if you will, for Michigan State. But talk about that game and maybe some other ones that are memorable uh, that you've seen. That was just one of the greatest games ever. It was uh, Flint Central and, uh, and uh, Southfield, Mike McCaskill against the uh, the great Flint Central teams, uh, coached by Stan Gooch and Greg Slifka was at, uh, at Southfield. And uh, McCaskill tips one in with about, I don't know, four, five, second, eight seconds to go. And uh, Kid Embry grabs it for uh, Flint Central, runs out of bounds, and throws a long pass to a kid named Mark Harris, and he lets it go and hits the winner from Sparty at Jenison. But the thing that was really interesting about it, in today's game, that probably wouldn't have happened because Stan Gooch, the coach from Flint Central, was trying to call a timeout, <laughs> but you couldn't let the coaches call timeouts at that time. Right. So we had to ignore the timeout and let the play go, and it turned out to be the winning basket. It was just uh, just a great situation. And then here, I mean, I've had so many memorable games. Memorable games here. I mean, uh, uh, I had a great uh, a great matchup between Divine Child and uh, and uh, CC one year, and it was. Uh, a coach-player matchup with uh, Bernie Holowicki and Joe Charnley. There you go. Yeah. Joe played for Bernie at Catholics at uh, St. Gregory's. Yeah. And uh, it was down to the buzzer, and it was just a great, great game. And I had a Redford St. Mary game here with uh, with um, Brother Rice when Brother Rice had Tim Andre, mm -hmm. and it was just a, a at the buzzer, 72-70, just a crazy, exciting game. But. Uh, some great moments here in my career. It's fun to hear you talk about Bernie Holowicki as well because both Brendan and I have an experience with him in, in the later part of his career at Madonna. I mean, we, yeah. we did Madonna sports for a long time, and he was the first ever coach at, at Madonna on the collegiate level, and he kind of you know shaped what that program was, and he was around, and you talk about a guy that has stories. He, oh, had, yeah. he had stories and stories yeah. and stories, yeah. and he could just go in the locker room and make guys laugh before yeah. a game. That, that's just what you know one, one of his best qualities as well. And he was one of the one of the. I mean, he was a good guy. You know, I mean, he, he would, uh, he might say something, but when he said something, you listen because he didn't carry on the whole game. You know, if he said somebody was doing something, you listen to him. You know, sometimes the guy who carries on all the time, you just tend to tune out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, last question for you. You've obviously seen a lot of, you know, great basketball players and overall athletes in the Catholic League, but you mentioned three guys in particular that all went on to play pro. Yeah. You know, 20 or so years ago, talk about them. I just thought that was an incredible, incredible stat, an incredible year. I mean, you had uh, you had B.J. Armstrong, obviously at uh, at Brother Rice, who went on to play with the Bulls in Iowa, then with the Bulls and won all those NBA championships. You had Nigel Knight at Deporas, who went on to play at Dayton and then play on that great Phoenix Suns team with Barkley and uh, and um, Marley from uh, Traverse City, and then you had John McIntyre, who started here at UD and then transferred to uh, Missouri and uh, had a great career in Europe. You know, So you had three point guards in the Catholic League that went on to have extensive professional careers all in the same year. Yeah. Now we've had a lot of pros, sure. but we haven't had three guys in the same year. You know, it was, uh, it was I think it's quite a stat. Well, I tell you what, the way the Central Division is trending, I mean, you got a lot of young guys in the fold, so who knows? Maybe we're seeing those stars of the future right in front of our eyes right now, and that's something that tracks certainly uh, as we move on in the next couple of years, and you watch Orchard Lake this year, you watch UD Jesuit with a player like Sonny Wilson, and you certainly watch a team like Brother Rice with three really talented freshmen uh, that are going to make some noise coming up. So, Mike, thanks so much for joining us here today. Good to see you again. It's always nice to swap stories with somebody who knows the Catholic League so well. My pleasure. Thanks. That's Mike Dempsey, Hall of Fame official in the Catholic High School League.
Now, thank you, Jeremy and Mike Dempsey, a great guest, of course, and a lot of great stories and insight to high school officiating and, well, plenty of experience, no doubt. We transition now to talk to a former Catholic High School League athlete and currently a college athlete as well, former Cardinal Mooney point guard and currently Siena Heights University point guard. Daniel Everhart joins us now. Daniel, thanks so much for joining us here at Callahan Hall today. Thank you for having me. Well, Daniel, you played at Cardinal Mooney for four years, four-year varsity player, and the head coach, Mike McAndrews, is your uncle, right? Correct. So just talk about what that experience was like, A, playing in the Catholic League, and then B, getting to play for your uncle for four years. I mean, playing in the Catholic League, it's definitely a privilege. I mean, you see the the athletes that go in and out, um, going on to play at the college level. Uh, the Catholic League, consistently competitive night in and night out and then with with coach mike being my uncle so obviously personal connection being a um a family member of mine but preparing me uh, having the confidence in me playing the sport obviously um and then as a coach him as a coach he just he makes sure you're ready prepared night in night out and obviously that's that's a big thing um and i wouldn't want any other coach in the world no doubt about that will you get to be here today to watch Cardinal Mooney compete in the Catholic League Championship. First time in 15 years that Cardinal Mooney has made it here to Callahan to play in this league championship game. You accomplished a lot of great success, both individual and team success, during your time at Cardinal Mooney. Uh, several runs throughout the state tournament. I think the farthest you made it was the state quarterfinals. State quarterfinals, correct. correct. A sophomore so year. Talk about how difficult that is, even when you have good teams, because you had four great teams for your Cardinal Mooney, very talented, but how difficult it is to make that state tournament run and even make that run through the Catholic League playoffs just with every team, especially in the league, being so competitive. I mean, as basketball fans and as basketball people, we know that that basketball is anybody can win. March, and especially when you come in the month of March, it's it's anybody can win. You've got to show up. You've got to um, bring your A game night in and night out. And for my for my four years when I was here, that was our, our main focus going into the state tournament. It was we have to show up, we have to do execute the game plan, do the little things, uh, like such a rebounding 50-50 balls. Like March is about rebounding and 50-50 balls. It's not about like the X's and O's. I mean, it comes down to if you want to win that game, you gotta you gotta you gotta execute and and play hard. Right. Well, and at that point, you know your stuff, right? You know your plays. You know what you're gonna do, but. When you make those extra plays, when you give that extra hustle, that extra effort, and, and do something that maybe wasn't originally on the scouting report, that changes the whole dynamic. And uh, that's part of the reason that you can make a state tournament run and get all the way to a state quarterfinal, right? Correct. I mean, uh, t- the teams you're playing in March, they have a full year of, of games to, to look at, to scout on, personnel to look at. So it, it literally just comes down to who can play harder and who can do the little things to a be- to uh, better right for sure so your brother kevin is a junior here at cardinal mooney now right Correct. and and we were talking a little bit before does him getting to this catholic league final give him some bragging rights as he already started to uh to, Our, to throw those words out there and then what if he wins what does that look like i mean he absolutely already started the moment i got home i got home yesterday for break already started with bragging rights i mean and he has every right to do so i mean i didn't make it he's here but I'm, I'm happy for him i'm happy for like guys like nolan and coach mike who i who i was on their teams and and play with i mean they're very deserving to be here for sure they've worked hard and i, I mean i hope i hope they can 
do little things and, and pull out a win. For sure. Well, you mentioned you just got home from break. Daniel is now the starting point guard at Seattle Heights University. And just talk about that transition. Of course, you started your college career at Saginaw Valley, decided to transfer to Siena Heights, and it seems like that's been a really positive move for you and your game getting an opportunity to go and start and make a big impact. How was your season this year? And just talk about that transition from the high school level to the college level. Correct. I mean, I started at Saginaw freshman year. wasn't wasn't the best fit for me, so I made the decision to transfer to Siena. And, I mean, it's been be- – basketball terms has been the best decision I've made yet. Um much better opportunity uh, I've had more playing time obviously got much more comfortable over the span of the year to, I mean this year was a, a a down year for us we struggled but but a much much better fit for me no doubt about that so how does the how does the high school game how does that translate now to playing at the college level uh, definitely definitely much different I mean you look at ath- things like athleticism and skill you have to, you have to put work into the gym day day every day um, you look at like size differential, especially from the division we were coming from. We, I wasn't really technically seeing big men at six eight, six nine, and as athletic and, and long as those guys were. So you have to find ways to to alter your skills, like alter uh, finishes at the rim and and jump shots and and certain uh, uh, dribbling moves. So so definitely just getting into the gym and 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 working and altering your game. No doubt about that. Well, last question here for you. Cardinal Mooney getting set to take, play Riverview Gabriel Richard. Riverview Richard has only lost once this year. It was outside of Catholic League play. What does Cardinal Mooney have to do to pull off the upset, claim the Catholic League title? Like I said earlier, it's the little things. They gotta they gotta limit offensive rebounds, rebound the ball well, and get after loose balls. And the more possessions they have, the more opportunities they have to score, the less they're playing defense, they'll be in a, g- a good spot. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, thanks so much for joining us here today. Good luck. To your boys from Cardinal Mooney, and good luck to you as you continue to your collegiate athletic career as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Again, that's Daniel Everhart, former Cardinal Mooney Cardinal and current Siena Heights University Saint. And we welcome you back again inside Callahan Hall. Now joined by Bishop Foley head coach Matt Stefani here to talk about, well, today's game and his team, but coach... Thanks so much for joining us here at Callahan Hall, home of the Catholic League Finals. Hey, thank you. Thanks for everything that you guys do for the league. This is something uh, that we're really proud of, and it's a celebration of uh, Catholic League basketball today. Yeah, Great to be here. No doubt about that. Well, Coach, let's first talk about your basketball team, uh, a team that talk a little bit about how you guys finished, made a run through the Catholic League playoffs, uh, maybe didn't get here, which was the ultimate goal, but... I think you have some youth, a nice balance, and a team that shoots the ball pretty well from the perimeter. How would you tell us a little bit about your guys? Yeah, sure. So we're, we're 7-11 right now. Uh, we got three freshmen on varsity and a sophomore, so we're young. Uh, we've gone through injuries and a, a case of illness. The flu was going through our team midseason, so that kind of hurt us. But, um, you know, we shoot a lot of threes, so we kind of live and die by that. So some days we look really, really good. Yesterday we put up 76 points. Other days, if it's not falling, we getting into the 30s and we have trouble lose by you know 10 to 20 it can happen like that as a young team goes but you know we're really proud of how hard we've played and the direction that we're going this is a, a long-term plan that we're putting in, in in place at Foley and I think we play an exciting brand of basketball and you know we finished in fourth place this season uh, and lost to Clarkson Everest in the first round uh, but again a good team that we played uh, and we see the the future of our program being very very bright no doubt about that well 
you mentioned that you guys fell to Everest in the first round of the Catholic League playoffs, but you guys were very competitive with really most teams across the board in the league. So when you have a young team that's competitive, and even if you fall to that losing side, to be right there in the mix, that's got to breed some positivity and bright hope for the future with the young nucleus. Yeah, so you know when we have a freshman point guard, you know there's going to be some ups and downs, and you just mm-hmm. want to give him the confidence to give him the ball. No matter if there's a mistake, you're going to get it again. And then we, we really try to promote, if you're open, shoot the ball. We don't want anybody to be afraid to shoot. We want to get as many shots up as we can, play as fast as we can. Uh, it's something that we think a brand of basketball that will attract kids right. uh, that want to play there uh, and be a part of that and, and have fun while they're doing it. So uh, we think that you know, what we're doing is, is unique you know, in, in our division, and, and hopefully moving forward, it, we, we want to be here. This is a, the goal is to be in Callahan. Uh, we were here three years ago, and we were continuing to work to, uh, every year to get back here. No doubt about that. So let's talk about the couple teams that are playing today, Riverview, Gabriel Richard, and Cardinal Mooney. We'll start with Cardinal Mooney maybe coming in as the, the underdog, but coming in from the Intersectional 1 division. Both you and Cardinal Mooney moved up to Intersectional 1 this year, right? So Richard and Mooney. Oh, Richard yeah, and Mooney, yeah. of course. Um, but anyways, you saw Cardinal Mooney. You guys played very competitive with them, right? Talk about maybe some of their strengths and things that we would see on the floor today. So for Mooney, you always want to start uh, with Nolan Julio and Larry Dedalus, the inside-out combination. Uh, Nolan's really good on that 15 to 18-foot pull-up. He rises up really high on his jump shot. He's got a good finish. Larry cleans it up on the glass. Uh, you know, they have a really good culture there. I think Mike McAndrews has been there for 22 years now. Uh, he's won as a player here in 1993. He's looking to do as a coach now. Um, they have it built right now, and, and that's kind of their uh, model of where we want to be as, a, as I came in as a young coach, kind of model my program after him. Um, but they have the necessary parts. I think they're seven to eight deep. You know, I think they got a good freshman in Trent Rice who will be an X factor mm-hmm. for them on the defensive end, getting out. You know, they'll probably play a little bit of zone today. Uh, and he's good at getting in the passing lanes and getting steals for buckets. So you want to look out for that. And then, you know, they run some good lob sets and backdoor sets for Larry to get a dunks. You know, when they get dunks, the crowd gets going, and they're really, they can go on a 10-0 run very, very quick. Sure. Then you talk about Riverview Gabriel Richard, and they're the favorite, right? 17-1 and one on the year, undefeated in Catholic League play. And, and people have talked about their balance. They've got some size. They've got some shooting. It can really do it all. What's their specialty? And what do they have to do to ensure they get win number 18 today? For sure. The most, when you look at Richard, the thing that you see is their defensive setup. Like they are four guys in the paint, one guy guarding the ball. They are going to block the lane. They're not going to let you get to the rim. What they're forcing you to do is to make a lot of threes to get them to extend out. And they're banking on the fact that you can't do that. And then they get the defensive rebound and get out in transition. Mm -hmm. And they're really good at that. Like if you're going to beat Richard, you're going to beat him outside in. So if you're, Looking at it as a football, you have to pass to set up the run. Right. And that's that's what they're forcing you guys to do. And it's tough to do. It's going to be, you know, it's tough to shoot at Callahan at coming from a high school with a depth perception. So, they're, you know, it could play into their hands here, but we'll see. No doubt about that. Well, last question here as we wrap up. Talk about your Bishop Foley team, the remaining games on your regular season schedule. And then, you know, what does the playoffs look like and what do you guys have to do to uh, maybe make a playoff run? Sure. So we got two games left in the regular season. Um, we got a rivalry game with Clawson at home on Tuesday. Uh, so that's always a fun one. And then we have senior night uh, against Centerline High School. Uh, their coach, Dwayne Graves, is the father of one of my seniors, Trent Graves. So we kind of worked it out well so they could both be there that's awesome. uh, together. So that'll be an interesting dynamic. So looking forward to this week. 
uh, districts come, we got a bye in the first round. So we'll play Wednesday uh, against the winner of Detroit Loyola and Madison Heights Madison. So either way, we're going to get somebody pretty good. Um, right now, we're probably thinking it's Loyola, and you know they're a quality, quality opponent. And we're going to have to be on our A game even then some just to, to really be in, in the same ball game as them. So, you know, we played Ferndale University yesterday to kind of get us ready, get us that feel. We won 76-70. So that's, you know, we're feeling pretty positive right now going into this week. You know, we want to look to try to get to 10 wins this year and, you know, get, keep the ball rolling. No doubt about that. Well, Coach, best of luck through the rest of your season. Hopefully you guys can make a little bit of a run there and advance to that state tournament. Appreciate your time here today as well. Absolutely. Thank you for everything that you guys do. Well, again, that's Coach Stefani from Bishop Foley. We'll send it back to Jeremy here in just a moment on Inside CHSL. Well, thanks, Brendan. Some good uh, thoughts there from Coach Stefani. It's always good to hear the perspective of somebody that's played, you know, the, these teams twice. And, right. you know, they've made the scouting report. They've dialed all into it. And now they're just sitting back and watching here today. But I'm excited about this game. I'm excited about both games that we have to deal with here today. Starting with this Cardinal Division Championship, you, you saw the first two matchups. Riverview Bouchard was able to win both. 49 to 41 at Mooney and then 41 to 45 at Richard. You're off the rip thoughts uh, first off on what we'll see here today. Well, you come into the matchup and it's not a secret that Riverview Gabriel Richard's the favorite, right? But I'm going to tell you something. Cardinal Mooney's going to come in, I think, ready to go and they're going to give Riverview Richard a really good game. I would expect Gabriel Richard to get it done and claim the Catholic League title. They've just got, they're a little more talented. They got a little more size and stuff like that. But Cardinal Mooney's got some hungry seniors. They're going to have a nice fan base behind them today. They're going to have a lot of energy. And one of the things that Coach talked about is they could go on a 10-0 run really quickly and change the game completely. So look for Cardinal Mooney to, to come out firing, looking to push the tempo. They run a lot of those backdoor cuts and the lob plays and things like that. But the bottom line is when you're playing a team that you know, is quote unquote, you know, the the best team in your league and they haven't lost in the league play. You have to go in with the mindset similar to like Daniel Everard talked about. You have to make those hustle plays, win those 50-50 balls. And if you're able to do that, you know their X's and O's. They know your X's and O's. Number one, you got to execute. Number two, you got to get on loose balls. Number three, you got to control the glass. And if you do that, we'll eliminate turnovers. You could stay in a game. So for Cardinal Mooney, if they're able to do it, they can compete today. There's no doubt about that. And even talking to the other coaches, they were like, hey, if there was a team that's going to give Riverview Richard a run for their money, this is the one team they probably did not want to see because Cardinal Mooney will be ready with that balance of senior leadership, guards that could score, defensive intensity. But let's not forget, Riverview Gabriel Richard is not 17-1 on accident. Mm -hmm. They're very talented. They'll push the tempo. They can shoot the three. They'll stretch out your defense, then get the interior post looks. So... When you have that nice balance and different ways you can score the ball and different tempos you can play at, makes them a tough team to beat. And I think the fact that, you know, there's nine seniors on the other side is going to play big, you know, for Cardinal mm -hmm. Mooney. I mean, that that's not mm -hmm. by accident. And I'm not saying that Ruby Richard won't be ready for the moment because of their younger guys. But, you know, maybe an atmosphere like this gets you a little bit. I mean, the shooting backdrop is different. I mean, it's it's a bigger, deeper arena. It's one that they might not have uh, played in in their career. So that in itself, and the fact that, like you said, the hungry aspect of Cardinal Mooney, I was able to talk to Mike McAndrews yesterday, and he said, hey, this team has a maturity ring to them. I mean, they 
are not the same team as last year in terms of their maturity. They are the same team as far as the personnel, with the exception of, of just a couple guys here and there that are young. But this is a game that's won some tight games this year that they might have lost last year. So if it's tight mm -hmm. out there and it, it comes down to the wire, maybe that senior leadership powers them through the adversity in a game like this. Yeah, no doubt about that. Senior leadership's key, especially in playoff time and there's that emotion of not wanting it to be the end, right? And of course, this isn't the state tournament. More games are to come, but the bottom line is you don't want it to be the end. And uh, look for this 5 o'clock game to be a really, really good one. And stick around. We'll have our predictions at the very end of this thing. And by that time, it'll already been. And then we can really, you know, say, hey, we did well or we did wrong. There we go. <laughs> so, so wait for that later as we dive deeper into this special episode of Inside CHSL. Well, we want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes as well. You can search us inside underscore CHSL on Twitter. Again, that's inside underscore CHSL. Look us up on Facebook as well. You can search inside CHSL there as well. Well, we're pleased to be joined by the head coach of Catholic Central now, Brandon Sinawi. Brandon, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having me today. Well, we look at uh, you know a game like this and a magnitude like this. You had a chance to to play here at Callahan Hall. How do you prep your athletes for a moment like this where they maybe haven't played in a, a big stage? Right. No, it's definitely a special opportunity, and and uh, you know it's a it's a playoff atmosphere. It's 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 a it's a special place to play. Um, I was fortunate to play here a couple of years back uh, with my Novi team, but sure. um, you know it's just a unique opportunity to be in this arena playing in, in this game of a magnitude at this level um, the Catholic League final is something that um, every kid that comes to a Catholic school uh, here at the high school level to play in and um, so it's definitely special you prepare your kids just like you would any other game you, well, you have to you have to come in mentally prepared uh, for the opponent um, and try to block out all the other noise because you know in my opinion that's the only way you're going to be successful if you played everything else um, you'll uh, you'll make more mistakes. So um, you know, for our team last year, um, it was another game. Uh, we were playing U of D again. Um, we had already played in the building, and we were going to treat it uh, just like any other game. And um, that's how I think you got to prepare your team. Absolutely. We're going to dive into both of these teams that play in the, the Bishop Division Championship here today in um, Orchard Lake St. Mary's and UD Jesuit because Coach has coached against them twice, yep. uh, both times. But I want to talk about you guys first. You're a young team, a team that's led by a sophomore in Cooper Craigs, and there's three sophomores who are going to be you know high-impact guys for you in the near future. So kind of talked to you yesterday about this, but you knew you were going to take your lumps a little bit sure. in Catholic League play, but... You know, maybe mentally preparing the guys for that and say, hey, look, we need to focus on winning as much as we can in the Catholic League and making as much of a run. But right now your focus is definitely all the way shifted to district play, right? Right. Yeah. Our, our, our focus for districts has, has been on our mind now for uh, a couple of weeks. But uh, it's a process. And we, we knew that coming into the season that, uh, you know, graduating uh, seven seniors last year that contributed uh, quite a bit that this year we might have some moments in the league that it was going to be tough for us. And uh, we only have one win in the league this year against De La Salle. And, um, you know, when you go into um, the next game, it's not like you got an easy one. You know, there's there's four other teams that are uh, that are coming after you. So with playing the three sophomores that we have and 
really, even our, our juniors and, and some of our seniors didn't have a ton of experience. We knew that it was going to be a struggle, but um, the kids, you know, we continue to fight. We come to play every single game. Um, that's kind of been our knock all year, and uh, we forget about the previous game, and we prepare for the next one. And, uh, yeah, there's no question that uh, our turn here these last couple of weeks have been uh, towards district. We've been preparing for March. Uh, we, we, you know, we've been talking about how it is March now. So, um, but... You know, when you, when you think about the two teams playing today, I mean, you got two of the top teams, not only in our league, uh, but across the state. So it's definitely going to be something to watch. Yeah, and that's what you find is certainly, I, I think, the, yeah, obviously, we're coaching in the Catholic League, you know, 10 years ago. But I right. think this is the most competitive that the Central oh. Division has been since, you know, I, I say 10 or so years. Well, I mean, it's, it's buzzing right now. I, I wasn't coaching, but I was watching. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, there have been some, some, some talented teams that have come through here. Um, you've got great coaches in this league. Um, and uh, when you've got the talent level that you have right now, yeah, it's a little different than when I was watching back in the day. But um, there's Division One guys that seemed like on every roster. Um, especially on the floor uh, tonight at 7 o'clock. So. Chen here with Brandon. So now we're the head coach at Catholic Central. And going to dive into the matchup in a second, but I also want to you know, dive directly into Cooper Craig's as sure. well. I mean, he's a guy yeah. that averages 16 points a game for you, nine rebounds a game. He was all Catholic as a sophomore. That and the fact of just his numbers stands out as a, a really good piece. 6'7", 220, and you kind of talked to me yesterday about him trying to find his niche, yeah. whether he was going to be an inside guy, an outside guy, both. At what point did he find what he wanted to be? Uh, I'd say it kind of clicked for him about a month ago. Um, where uh, we started to, to fumble around with our lineup a little bit. We have another 6'8 senior, Nick uh, Smolsky, that we started to play them both together uh, to kind of see just what would happen. And, and Cooper has been a huge benefactor of that. Um, he can stretch the floor. He's got a great three-point shooting percentage. Um, but he's also somebody that's a load inside. Um, we had a game this afternoon against Detroit Renaissance, 26 points. He was 10 of 12 from the floor um, and was just a, a wreck inside for them. And uh, did a great job rebounding the basketball, putting you know, getting the getting the ball in the post and making good plays on the ball. So um, he's definitely somebody that has a bright future in this league, uh, and you know, in, in my opinion, is a, is a next level player, uh, potential div- Division One player. So yeah, we're we're definitely excited about Cooper and and kind of how he he brings together a lot of the guys, especially the underclassmen um, who play along with him. So uh, bright future, and and we're excited about him. Channing here with Catholic Central Head Coach Brandon Sonawi on Inside CHSL, our special episode of Inside CHSL from the concourse here at Callahan Hall. Nice buzz drawing as yep. uh, the Cardinal Division Championship is about to start. But we talk about this Bishop Division Championship. I mean, you've obviously coached a total of four games against Orchard Lake St. Mary's and UD Judge, but I want to start with UD. It kind of all starts with Sonny Wilson. His assist-to-turnover ratio is outstanding. He's a guy that can also score in bunches. I mean, he's probably the best guard since we've seen Cassius Winston, you know, five years ago. Yeah, and as a freshman, I mean, you look at, uh, and not just his his moxie, just his his swagger he has on the floor. Uh, He's got the skill to back it up. Um, He does a great job getting to the basket. Uh, He controls the tempo for them. Is a really good defender. Uh, and is someone that can knock down the outside shot. So you've got to be prepared uh, in every single avenue when you're scouting and preparing the game plan against them. Um, and, you know, both games we played against them at their place. Um, he did a nice job um, of bringing him back. I mean, we, we led by as many as nine points in the last uh, three and a half minutes, and then it was sunny time. He took over, and 
I got to give you know uh, uh, got to give him a lot of credit for that. So you know, Sonny does a great job, but they also got some role guys too that um, can step up and make plays. They can uh, Morgan plays really well on the inside and rebounds for him, and um, you know, so they got they got other guys besides him, but uh, he's definitely the the focal point. John Marcus Rowland, a guy who was injured for a good part of the Catholic League season after he went down with a knee right. against Brother Rice, but he came back for his you guys in the playoffs and did pretty well. And yeah. he's he's going to be a key piece not only to today's game but certainly their their state playoff hopes. Oh as well. yeah, and 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 you know and and not only will have him ready to go too. That's that's the thing too. You got such great players um, for UAD, and and you got a coach in Pat Donnelly that um, that knows you know what to do and how to get his kids ready to play for the state tournament. So. They, they might have a couple of guys that are younger, especially Sonny, but they're definitely going to be ready to roll come, come playoff time. All right, without a doubt, the coaching battles in this lead is a nice, I don't want to say sideshow because that doesn't sound good, but, but a nice, no. a nice yeah. piece to it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I mean, for me, like I mentioned to you yesterday, I mean, you know, coming from where I came from in the KLA to here, uh, it's just a big jump and, and uh, you know, great coaches all around. And that's the thing, like, you know, I'm trying to get in the head of some of the great coaches in the state and what they might do, what their game plan is going to be. And in um, each game that I played in this league against, uh, you know, one of those coaches, it's always it's always a chess game. You know, so they do they, they do a great job. And, and you got two of the uh, of the better coaches in our league going at it tonight. Well, you look at Orchard Lake St. Mary's and you say Lauren Bowman, but you also yeah. have a great supporting cast. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves in terms of Bowman, 26 points a game, five assists per game, six yep. rebounds a game. But what makes him so good at this stage in his career? He wants to win. I mean, he's a senior. Um, and I think that when you have a senior that's got the will to win, you're tough to beat. And, um, you know, I've experienced that before with some seniors last year and in, in my previous years coaching. So when you have that mental, uh, you know, ability to kind of rise above in certain situations, um, you really do a, a great job to put yourself and the team in, in a position to win. And, and, you know, Bowman has that. He's got that extra edge. I mean, for as talented as he is, he, he can mentally put things in perspective. He can slow the game down, and he knows when he's going to be, uh, you know, whether taking an outside shot or getting in the basket or passing it off to a teammate. So he, he does a great job of, of just collectively bringing that team together. Chen here with Brandon Sanawi, the head coach at Detroit Catholic Central, as he prepares for his district run uh, in Class A. But... I want to put you in an interesting spot right now. Maybe a question you haven't been asked a whole lot. Oh I want you to put together a keys to the game slash game plan for both of these teams here tonight to win. What do you uh, think? I think UD has to slow the pace down a little bit. I think they, you know, they might be used to trying to pick up the pace in, in games that they've played before. Uh, but I really think they want to try to slow the pace down and, and try to control Rozier with the basketball um, and limit uh, Bowman and, and Roper as best you can. But you also have to watch out for Drake, you know, that can that can knock some shots down, too. So I think UED just kind of try to control the tempo. That's going to be their best bet, um, you know, to, to, to stay in the basketball game. Um, for, for Mary's, pick up the pace. <laughs> Get down the floor. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you have to make sure that you're uh, coming in and, and, you know, using every weapon you possibly have. And... Um, you know, I, again, I think tempo is the biggest part of today's game. One thing I will say, I think, you know, UD needs to slow down Rozier. I think, you know, he's their, uh, he's their glue guy for as talented as, as Bowman and, and Roper and, and Drake and, and the other supporting guys. Rozier is their heartbeat, so they need to really, really focus on him and, and take him out of the game 
and I think it'll put a little more pressure on the other two, three guys to have to step up. Well, Coach, thanks for stopping by here today. Certainly keep doing what you guys do, you know, as a whole athletic department and you and your team in general on social media because that not only helps, you know, everybody know about your program and, and beef you up, but it also helps us in terms Thank of you. covering and, you know, seeing what's going on around the Catholic High School League. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. So best of luck in district play. The Shamrocks will take on Canton. They also have Salem, Plymouth, Northville, and Novi in their brackets uh, on their side of town as well. Well, Jeremy, it's a great sit down there with Coach Now. He's got a pretty good perspective of, you know, the league, and he talks about the matchup tonight and things like that. So, you know, appreciate his time coming down. And, well, he's right. This should be a really ex exciting and intriguing Bishop Championship here at 7 o'clock at Callahan Hall. Everybody thinks, I, I think most people think Orchard Lake St. Mary's is going to win this game. I think you have to take two things into account. Number one, obviously, UD Jesuit has been here 9 out of 10 years, like you said, and they've won CHS, seven CHSL titles in a row. Now, you, you might be like, oh, that's just, you know, that's, it's character at that point. They're, they don't care about it much. It's like ho-hum. They're, you know, the big deal, they're going to win their eighth. I think this team has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder mm -hmm. at this point leading into the season where they're not the favorite anymore. And on top of that, you beat Loyola 70 to 34. I don't care if they're double A or not. I mean, you, you got some guys that you probably battled against mm -hmm. in terms of whether you're going to UD or you're going to Loyola. And sometimes they, you know, start at UD and then end up at Loyola. But overall, there's some, you know, more gusto in this game that I think maybe people think about. This will be a single-digit game. I really believe that. I think U of D will keep it close. I think U of D can win the game. I don't know if I'd predict it, but, you know, Jamarcus Rowland being back for U of D is huge. Gives them another score to add to their depth. Um, you know, so now they can really comfortably pretty much go eight guys. If they even want to go nine guys, would be pretty comfortable with it, which is a big deal. Uh, given that you're playing a team in Orchard Lake, that that starting lineup is just so, so talented. The guard play is phenomenal. They've got size. They can shoot it. They can run in transition. Uh, you know, they're throwing down dunks. They're hitting threes. There have been games where they're shooting 80% from the three-point line, and it's just like, how do you stop this? You know, two, three steps off the line, and then you have to stretch out that defense, and they're able to get interior looks, backdoor cuts, driving lanes. They really break you down. So very talented, and, and Coach Covert does a great job scouting and knowing, you know, what the other team's going to bring. So, you know, if you're going to beat Orchard Lake St. Mary's, you've got to come in with a wrinkle. You've got to come in with something they're not expecting, and you've got to be able to contain the outside shooting. If Orchard Lake's not shooting the ball well, UAD will come in prepared because, you know, Coach Donnelly will have them prepared. That will give UAD a chance tonight. If they don't, right, if, if, if Orchard Lake, I should say, if Orchard Lake's shooting the ball really well, that's going to make it mighty difficult for the Cubs, and that's just a matter of the talent. And you know, UAD has been on the side of, hey, they've had some of those just vintage teams that they can, they can beat you in multiple different facets. Orchard Lake's got that. The guard plays good. The interior plays good. They can defend. They can run in transition. They can slow it down. Um, I think one of the things they've improved upon a lot over the years is running sets and being a little more disciplined on the offensive end. But, you know, does that change come playoff time, right? So for St. Mary's, to them, the ultimate goal is getting to the Breslin Center and winning a state title. They want to win today. There's no doubt about it. But the ultimate goal is getting that state title and winning. So, you know, that gives UAD a chance because UAD maybe is a little more focused on winning a Catholic League title here today. Absolutely. And you, you look at the, the matchups in this game and, and the D1 talent jumps off the paper for Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And for a while, the UAD talent jumped off the paper when you're looking at a game like this. But I think two guys are key for UAD, and they've had pretty good years in, in different ways. JT Morgan, who's averaged mm -hmm. eight and a half points per game. 
Uh, eight and a half of rebounds per game, I should say, in 29 blocks. So really good rebound protector or rim protector for them, as I can't speak, as, as we get closer to this game. I'm so excited, Brendan, but <laughs> <laughs> early foul trouble was a troubling sign for him in the Loyola game. He came back in the second mm -hmm. half and, and scored 13, and he finished as their leading scorer in that game. But him, I think, is a key. And then John Marcus Rowland, a guy who just fresh off of injury, who had a great game for his Catholic Central, was a little bit more quiet in, in the Loyola game in terms of stats, but he brought some energy, scored seven straight at one point in the third quarter when Loyola had cut down the lead. I think those two, not only here today, but in general to a state tournament run are going to be two key guys that have to perform well. No doubt about that, right? But it all comes down to, do you contain the guard play? Fortier Lake, St. Mary's, you know, their size, they've got a couple of talented bigs, but um, the, the difference maker for them is the guard play and how they play in transition and then their ability to shoot the three. If you limit the guards, you're going to be fine. UED's got the guys. And you talk about Morgan specifically, a kid that's come back and he's been a part of some really good teams and he's seen some really good UED teams. Um, he'll play a big factor tonight, but the bottom line is, you know, yeah, your post players have to play well, but to beat St. Mary's, you got to stop the guard play. And, well, that's a very difficult thing to do. No doubt about it. Prediction time now. Here, let's start with the, the first game. Riverview Richard and Cardinal Moon, who do you got? You know, I like this to be a close game uh, most of the way through. I think Cardinal Mooney is going to battle with them. Um, I think Riverview Gabriel Richard's going to show they have a little bit more talent. Uh, I, I like Richard winning the matchup, maybe give them by nine, pulling away late. Uh, but I think this is going to be close. I think you're going to be in the fourth quarter. You're going to be looking at a couple of key plays that make a difference that either allows Cardinal Mooney to close a gap and take a lead, or it's going to allow Riverview Richard to pull away and secure the Catholic League title. So I, I, that's kind of what I expect. I'll, I'll take Riverview Gabriel Richard to win this one. You know, call it uh, call it 55-46 Riverview Richard. I'm taking the upset. I think the nine seniors are going to overpower late here at Callahan Hall. The first time they've been here since 2005. They made that state championship run back in 2010 where they weren't even here. And Coach McAndrews said, hey, I think that was better for us. But I think they take care of business here today. Call it a five-point win for well, the Cardinals. There we go. But both of us are talking a good basketball game. No doubt about that. What do you got next game? Orchard Lake St. Mary's UD Jesuit for all the marbles here in the Bishop Division Championship. The bottom line is Orchard Lake is just they're just so talented, right? Uh, UD is going to be prepared. I think this is another one that's going to be a close game. I don't expect a lopsided affair. Um, I expect Orchard Lake to really have to earn a victory tonight, but I expect them to get it done. Uh, I, I think it will be lower scoring than people expect. Um, because the bottom line is as well as St. Mary's can shoot it, UAD's going to come out, they're going to defend, they're going to find ways to to maybe try to slow down the attack of Orchard Lake. Uh, give me a 61-54 a Orchard Lake win, but that's a close game that, that Orchard Lake maybe pulls away late, hits some threes late. But the, the thing about it, it's just so hard to pick against them because they have the ability to turn a five-point game to a 15-point game in about a minute of gameplay. No joke. So that, that's that's got kind of the, the deciding factor in that one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it'll be a little bit low scoring than, than people might think as well. I mean, you, you look at this matchup the last so many years, and, and you, you see the 17-game losing streak that Orchard Lake had to UD, and a lot of teams had a similar feat heading into the year. But uh, 
that is something that Orchard Lake handled with ease. They seem to handle the number one ranking with ease, so I don't think that's going to be an issue here tonight. I think it's just be a matter of how UD comes out, and if they are firing at all cylinders, I think it can be a close game. Uh, let, let's see. Let's let's dial it up to a three-point win for Orchard Lake. Let's let's call it real Fair tight. Enough. Down Fair to enough. the wire here at Callahan. <laughs> Jeremy picking the upset in the close game. He likes the underdogs to compete well tonight. I like it. <laughs> well, this was fun here at Callahan nice. Hall. Let's do this again. Another good episode of Inside CHSL, a special one here on the concourse at Callahan Also, Two episodes will be posted this week. We'll have another one hot off the press for you on Friday as well. We want to remind you to subscribe. Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. You can search us on Google. Type in Inside CHSL. You can search us on Twitter as well and Facebook. Inside underscore CHSL. Let us know your ideas. If you saw something this week you want us to talk about on Friday, let us know about that as well. Thanks so much for tuning in here today. Thanks to our fine producers, Alex Westfall, chomping it down at home. Ron Pangborn doing a great job getting us in the building here and you know, kind of adjusting on the fly and putting a nice product here together at Callahan. Mike Evoy, everybody involved with putting our production together. He's Brendan Johnson. I'm Jeremy Anno. We will see you on Friday. 